You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is Grant. And this is Cody. And you're listening to the What's Up Next podcast. Welcome to What's Up Next, where your hosts, Paul David Thompson and Doc G, take the discussion on topics in the financial independence movement to the next level. Guest panelists share their opinion to questions that don't have clear answers to help you refine your path to financial independence. Welcome. This is Paul David Thompson from Ready Investor One. And this is Doc G from Diversify.com. So, Paul Thompson, what's up next? Well, Doc, we have a couple of vagabonds with us today who are roaming the countryside in a, what kind of van is it, guys? Volkswagen camper van. Volkswagen camper van. And so this is going to be a little bit different sound quality than what we're used to. We had some technical difficulties. Wi-Fi was spotty. Power went out. The guys had to call in by phone afterwards. But we made it work, and I think it is worth the listen. And so we have Grant and Cody with us. And for those of you who aren't already familiar with Grant and Cody, can you each give us a quick introduction, please? Uh, Yeah, I'm Grant Sabatier. I'm the author of Financial Freedom and the creator of Millennial Money. I retired at the age of 30 and now spend my life sharing the message of how to become financially independent. And I'm Cody Berman. I run the blog Fly to Fi and also host a podcast called The Fi Show. I quit my corporate job at 22, and now I'm showing other people how they can do the same and live their best life. So guys, this is the Financial Freedom Book Tour. Tell us a little bit about when it started, how many stops you guys have done so far, and where you are today. Yeah, so we started March 4th in New York City. We've driven well over 7,000 miles so far. We've done over probably 60 events across 27, I think, plus cities. So we're doing everything from speaking at high schools to libraries to bookstore signings to meetups to rotary clubs to chamber of commerces. I mean, tons of different types of events all across the country. We went down the East Coast first, then across the South, across Texas, across the Southwest, up California, and then across half of Canada to Calgary and down to Denver, And now we're sitting in a parking lot in West Des Moines, Iowa, and we're going to be giving a talk to a young professionals group here in about an hour and a half. And Cody, I know you're the tour manager. How many of these get togethers and talks were planned versus how many of them were unplanned that you guys just did on the road through conversations with people or through social media? Yeah, I think probably around 80 to 85% were premeditated. <laughs> Some of them just kind of came up where we'd meet this person at this event and they'd say, hey, this actually happened at this one time. 
we went to an event, Chamber of Commerce event, Grant was just talking about. A woman came up. She's like, hey, my daughter's high school class really needs to hear this message. You think you can speak there? And I'm like, well, we're on super limited time. It would literally have to be tomorrow or nothing. So I emailed this guy and he's like, yeah, come in tomorrow. <laughs> and so Grant and I went and talked to this high school class. So it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, probably about 80% premeditated, 20% on the fly. Now, Grant, as you're on the fly traveling together, just you two, I'm sure you guys take on different roles. Like what role have you taken on for the tour versus what role has Cody taken on? So I'm the driver. I've driven probably like 6,500 of the 7,000 miles. So I like driving the van. Cody's planning events as a co-pilot, making calls, doing a whole bunch of stuff while we're driving. We do probably about like 30% of the events we co-speak together. The other ones I'm speaking. And so I'm speaking and driving and sleeping and working <laughs> out. And yeah, generally that's a day-to-day life. Man, Cody, is this exhausting or energizing? Honestly, it's energizing. I'm kind of fueled by the fire here, like meeting people in person, getting to see the actual impact we're making. I'm like super fueled by it. Obviously, it's exhausting. I think if Grant, we've talked about it, could redo this, we maybe would have been a little less ambitious with the amount of driving and the number of events to squeeze into three months. But it's been really energizing, man. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, Grant, any event particularly surprising? Anything happened that you just didn't expect? Uh, yeah, all the events have been really different. I think the one that had the biggest impression on me that really was a huge shift was there was a meetup we did at a brewery in Dallas. And it was one of those events where it was a mixture of financial independence community people, longtime millennial money readers, new financial freedom book readers. And, you know, people drove like two hours to get there. And the whole night it was like, you know, three or four people deep. And I was, you know, signing books and just hearing the stories of people, uh, how maybe a blog post I wrote two and a half years ago changed someone's life. I mean, just such a rich, full, life-changing experience where all of a sudden all those clicks and all those emails that I've gotten over the years really came to life. And I realized that these are people with different lives from all walks of life, extremely diverse group of people in age and race and, you know, gender and location and much, much more diverse than I could have ever, ever imagined. And that was like, wow, it all came together where all the love I feel like I've put into the content and the book over the last four years, I felt it all rush over me at that event. I was literally brought to tears a couple of times during two of those conversations. Cody, talk about that surprise a little bit. I mean, do people travel for hours to come see you guys? Yeah, we've had people from, I mean, up to three and a half hours we've had people drive. Actually, I want to give a huge shout out to Sun Woo, who is, <laughs> he has the achievement for most meetups attended so far. He was in Atlanta, he was in Montgomery, and he flew to Seattle for a meetup as well. So people are coming from all over. Obviously, Sun Woo, he's one of the homies in the Fi space, but People have literally traveled from so many different places. People will show up an hour early to these events to make sure they get a chance to get their book signed, talk to Grant. It's super cool and inspiring to see how energized and engaged these people are. Anything disappointing, Grant? Any events where no one showed or it didn't just work out the way you were expecting it? No, we haven't had a single disappointment. I mean, even on a Sunday morning at a bookstore in Richmond, Virginia, you know, people had driven to come be there. Easter Sunday, we had an event in Calgary, Calgary Public Library. The library was actually closed, 
but they opened it up just for this event and over 90 people showed up. And wow. so, yeah, I was like, no one's going to show up on Easter Sunday. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like you should cancel it. Dude. We should cancel this. What are we doing? And 90 people showed up. The entire place was packed. And Cody, you guys have mentioned, I know in some of your blog posts and you guys have done a podcast or two that there is a third partner on this trip. Can you talk a little bit about Tom? Tom, that's the van. <laughs> yeah, Tom's the van. Tom is a 1981 Volkswagen Westphalia camper van. So one of the hippie vans that used to look really hippie, like a Scooby-Doo van, but then in 1980, they changed <laughs> the design. So now it looks like a little micro machine uh, <laughs> yeah. that we're driving around and a lot of plastic. It does feel like you're playing with a toy somewhat, but it's incredibly robust. It has 95,000 original miles on it. It sat in a barn for 25 years outside of Edmonds, Washington. And so in its own mind, it's much younger than <laughs> the 39 years young that it is. And it's having fun and it's meant to be driven. And minus a couple of flat tires and tire blowouts. And it's incredible because it fits in a normal parking spot. It's about 15 miles per gallon. Two bunks. There's a top bunk and a bottom bunk. Cody sleeps upstairs. I sleep downstairs. <laughs> Got a so, two-burner stove and a sink, and we make food and coffee, and it's, it's amazing. I've got a question. I've got this weird fascination with these camper vans that people convert into actually, actually little houses. So you guys have got to do one of those YouTube, just, you know, walk around and do the video and like show your day in the life of the Volkswagen van. Have you done that yet, or is that on the agenda? Uh, we haven't done that specifically. I did do two days of filming with the 60-second docs documentary film crew oh, and they cool. did some of that but actually didn't use really any of the van walkthrough footage so yeah i think it's a really good idea so dealing with tom cody uh, <laughs> there's obviously some delays and some hiccups and some things that don't go exactly the way you planned talk about kind of some of the expectations versus realities of being on the road Oh, okay. This is a good one. I guess I'll address Tom first. So when I kind of signed up for this, I really didn't know exactly what I was getting into. I didn't even know what a VW pop-up camper was. Like Grant showed me as we were getting ready to leave the day before. I'm like, holy crap, that's so cool. There's so much more room than I thought. So that was different than the expectations. But one of the biggest things that Grant and I have both noticed is how much less time we have to work on things. So when you see like a GPS tells you that it's going to take you four hours to get there. Tom time is six hours. <laughs> he's not very fast up the hills. He doesn't have the biggest engine, you know, but he's doing his best. So I think that's that's one of the biggest things for me is like sometimes we don't have a laptop charge or we don't have good Wi-Fi. And just the amount of work that I've been able to do is far less than I had anticipated before we left. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things, so the paradox is we have less time to do those individual things. It also feels like, you know, we've been on the road a little over two months. It feels like we've been on the road for over a year when you're literally traveling so much distance. Every morning we're waking up somewhere different. You know, just your sense of time, at least it's just everything slows down. Your, your mind, at least for me, is so much more alive, so much more present. You're taking in so much more information that for me, it's led to kind of a resolute calm where the paradox is you have fewer choices because all you have to do is get to the next place and do the talk and, you know, make sure you work out and shower and stuff like that. But there's not a lot else that you can do. And so that, at least for me, has been really amazing. It's been the longest spring of my entire life. Uh, <laughs> and I'm appreciative for that because it really felt like the last couple of years time was flying by. Grant, I want to talk a little bit about that resolute calm and go a little into your past. I mean, 10 years ago, you were in a very different place. Imagine the Grant from 10 years ago. What would he think if he could see what you're doing now? The Grant from 10 years ago would be very happy if you had told him this would have been what life would be like 
he would have told you you're crazy and laughed. But yeah, it's actually, that's a great point. It has been 10 years pretty much since I, since I moved back home with my parents completely broke. And, you know, I loved Volkswagen campers. My Volkswagen camper was actually the last thing that I sold when I lost my job to get that money in order to live on. And so that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this in a Volkswagen camper. Since I love them, they're such a huge part of my story. Let's talk about your story a little bit. Is this surreal? I mean, you're out on the road taking your message to the people. How does that feel? Uh, I feel very grateful. The book just surpassed 100,000 copies. Uh, wow, a couple congrats. weeks ago. So thank you. Yeah, worldwide, 13 languages. And it's a dream, man. It's uh, I feel very grateful to be able to connect with people in this way. It's one thing to write a blog or even a podcast. You realize just how different books actually are, that people buy them for their friends and give them away to their coworkers. And it's just been incredible. I mean, I got an email, the Argentinian national basketball team are reading this in their book group. The MLS is adding it to their new player packet. You know, just incredible, mind-blowing things. Um, I feel extremely grateful just to be able to to share in this way. And once again, just the love, the love that I feel is immense. I've, I've never felt so full in my entire life. And full meaning just like I'm doing exactly what I should be doing at this moment. And I feel very rooted in that sense in a way that I never have in my entire life, whether that's God or my purpose or my passion, whatever energy, however you want to name it, there's something going on where I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. And I can really feel that. Does that get overwhelming? I mean, on one level, that sounds wonderful, but on another, it sounds exhausting and scary. It was exhausting and scary at first. You know, since November 2016, when I started getting the reader emails, like you helped me save $13,000, you helped me start a side hustle. I've gotten over 29,000 reader emails that are like that. They're in a Gmail folder. And every one of those emails just always fills me with joy and makes me happy. But when I was writing the book, I looked through a lot of those emails just to get inspiration. What are the biggest takeaways? And the number one thing, the thread through all of them was you inspired me. And when I realized that I was that for some people, I mean, it literally brought me to tears. I'm going to like tear up now thinking about it. And that's something that's a responsibility I take very seriously. It's something where I've really checked my ego at the door and completely open to it and commit to it. But there's really not a rule book for that and how to be that for somebody. And the only way that I've found to handle it emotionally, because it was so overwhelming at first is to simply be present and open and come to every conversation with as much love and compassion as I can. And as I've done that on the tour, I've noticed a huge shift in myself. My mind, when I was talking to someone before this tour, used to go in a hundred different directions. It was always somewhere else. It was like, okay, gosh, I'm hungry or, you know, this is, I got to be somewhere, uh, you know, in an hour or what's happening with that online or something else was always on my mind. But this tour, I've focused on being as present in every conversation as possible. And that in and of itself has calmed my mind. And it's allowed me to sense how people are truly feeling and what they're going through and really be present in that moment with them. And, and I'm having the most beautiful conversations of my life every day at all of these events. And then the last thing is probably in Philadelphia. So a couple events into the tour, it was the first time that I noticed, you know, there was about 20 people, 25 people in the audience 
I can tell when I start talking, people are a little skeptical. You can see their eyes are, they're glinting a little bit. You can see their, their cheeks are stiff. And then about 10, 15 minutes into the conversation, you can see when those people, their faces start to relax and their eyes start to open up. And by the end, somewhere towards two thirds, three quarters into the conversation, you start to see the ones who are truly opening up. You can see it physically. And I can see in their eyes that they're open, that they're receiving the information, that it's inspiring them in some way. And that is incredibly beautiful. So what you're describing, Grant, is human connection on a very, very high level. I wonder what happens the day the tour ends and you wake up the next morning and there's no destination to go to. There's no group of people to connect with. Are you worried that there's going to be a letdown there, that it's going to be that you had been flying high this whole time and that now you're coming back down to earth? To be honest, I'm actually pretty exhausted. Whereas Cody says he's super energized. I would say that I was energized the first six weeks of the tour. And now I'm tired in the sense that not that I don't want to keep spreading the message and sharing this. I'm very committed to helping in another way. I mean, I'm, I've started working on the second book that I'm writing and I really want to just continue to help as many people as I can. And I find that this kind of need has been met. I'm very full. I'm like a cup of water where water's just, you know, like the faucet's still on and I need to take off the, so I'll, I'll be actually happy when the tour is over. I think then I can commit myself to the next project and try to help more people and uh, sleep in a real bed for a little while. But it's, it's been beautiful. I'm appreciating every moment. I don't crave that high. I know some musicians, like they crave that high of going out and talking. That's not what I crave. I simply crave trying to reach as many people as I can. And so I view this as part of that. But the more talks I'm giving, the more conversations I'm having, the less time I'm able to write to reach more people. So I think it's going to be a nice balance. Cody, I'd like to transition to you a little bit. I cannot think of a greater, more stark contrast than between working in the cubicle, which is what you were doing, leaving your job, and then taking on this on-the-road lifestyle. Talk about the differences and the change a little bit. Okay. I mean, I don't know if people know. Actually, I was previously on before, but going back to the whole five mentality and the five mindset, the only reason I'm able to do this is because I did create that gap between like my income and expenses. And obviously, everyone listening to this knows that and understands that, but I feel like a lot of people don't quite take advantage of the freedom that they might have in their lives. So people who don't know my story, I saved up like $35,000, worked in corporate banking for seven months. I realized I could live on $1,000 a month, which may seem ludicrous to a lot of people, but I'm like, wow, I have 35 months of expenses saved. <laughs> and so like, it may seem like a pittance. It may seem like a lot of money to someone who's deeply in debt, but that's what's been working out for me. And in terms of just lifestyle, I mean, this tour has let me kind of take a step back and look at the old Cody in a box and kind of guide him in the direction that I want him to go. So it's like, I'm not in the day to day anymore. I'm not doing this, the daily grind, waking up, doing the same thing, like this hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm kind of seeing a bigger picture and seeing exactly what direction I want to take my life, my goals, my dreams, my ambitions. And it's really been able to help me get some clarity. Do you think the direction is different than it was when you were sitting in a cubicle or do you just see it more clear now? I definitely just see it more clearly now. I see the options. I see the paths. Like I feel like a lot of the paths had like a fog hanging over them just because I didn't even have the time to commit 
or meet people, talk to people and see these other paths, these other opportunities and kind of stepping away from that cubicle life. I mean, I was waking up and commuting two hours. I'd work nine to 10 hours and commute two hours back home. It was a miserable days. And then I'd go home and side hustle. It was, I had no time to really think or just reflect. Like I was doing good stuff and I was moving in the right direction. I couldn't see the path ahead of me. Do you have time during this kind of van life on the road life? Do you have time to do your side hustles to keep up digitally with what you need to, to keep those income streams going? Yeah. So as Grant said before, he's done 95% of the driving. And so what that allows me to do is to use my laptop. We have a, we did get the unlimited like T-Mobile hotspot thing for these three months. And so I have pretty much unlimited data. And so I can just literally work on my laptop as much or as little as I want, as long as it has a charge. <laughs> That's the caveat. So Cody, you're pretty well known in this community. Uh, you're well known from your podcast. You're well known from your blog. Going out on the financial freedom tour, you're almost taking a supportive role for Grant. I wonder if that's been difficult for you. No, definitely not. I mean, it's all cohesive. I've been able to network on such a deeper level than I have. Obviously, I know hundreds of bloggers and podcasters and stuff in the space, and I communicate through Twitter or Instagram or name your medium. But being able to meet these people face to face, you form such a more genuine connection and like a connection where I could ask someone five months out, hey, I really need help with this project or hey, I'm coming to your city. Could you help with an event? And they are more than willing to help. So I think for both Grant and I, I mean, it has been an immense networking opportunity and meeting a lot of new people too that don't have blogs, that don't have podcasts, they're not active online. So no, I definitely don't feel at all like in the back seat. Like obviously I'm managing the tour for Grant, but I think it's a cohesive thing where we're working together on this, we're meeting people, we're forming connections for the next steps. So when you guys show up to an event, do you think they see you as Cody, the road manager, or do they see you as Cody, the guy who's the host of the Fi show and Fly to Fi's blog? I mean, do they see you in that light? Yeah, it totally depends on the venue. Like the Fi meetups, people know me in the Fi space. If we go to a library, people know I'm Grant's tour manager. I mean, I don't really care what my title is. I'm just enjoying my time. Honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, it totally depends on the crowd. You know what? I love our meals from Factor. My son started getting them about a year ago when he needed a quick alternative to meals on the go. But where we've really enjoyed them is we've been remodeling our kitchen. That's right. We've had no access to our kitchen for the last few weeks. And some nights we just had no idea what to do for a meal. That is where Factor came in. We would just pop the meal in the microwave and two minutes later we'd have a fantastic meal. You can do the exact same thing, and there's tons of variety. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week. These are chef-prepared meals, and let me tell you, they are delicious. No fuss, no mess. You just put it in the microwave, and two minutes later... You have a meal. This is tailored to your schedule. You can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Head to factormeals.com slash earn50 and use your code earn50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code earn50 at factormeals.com slash earn50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. All right, so most of us know the bad news already. If you were using Mint as a budgeting app, it has shut down. But the good news is there's something better, and it's called Monarch Money. I started using Monarch Money myself about five months ago, 
And I knew immediately that I liked it more than any other budgeting app I had ever used. For one, it focuses on collaboration. This is easy to share with your spouse, your partner, your financial advisor, and it's aspirational. Not only can you look at your current budget, but what do you want to buy? What do you want your goals to be? You can focus on those in Monarch Money. It's the next generation of personal finance apps. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Furthermore, you can create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com earn. Again, that's monarchmoney.com E-A-R-N. What I like about this app is it's intuitive, easy to use, quick to sign on. It's collaborative, as we talked about. It's customizable. The idea is you can use this app the way you want to use it. And the reason why is the Monarch Money team is customer-focused. They are focusing on you, me, and all the other people who want to use this app to live a better financial life. After trying out Monarch Money for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com earn. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash E-A-R-N for your extended 30-day free trial. And you, you've had some chance to do some speaking yourself and maybe to sign some books here and there too? Yeah, actually, <laughs> this is funny. I had uh, more and more people have been asking me for signatures. Maybe my speech is getting better or something, but Grant and I will co-speak at some events, some venues, specifically the Phi ones because they know my story and they know me. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there anything you are now missing about the cubicle life? No, absolutely not. What about the regular paycheck? Honestly, I would sacrifice a regular paycheck for this life any day. So it was a good decision? Absolutely. Like zero regrets. Like I'm not even peeking back. All right. So Grant, tell me, you guys have spent a lot of time together. What have you learned about Cody in these months traveling so closely with him? Yeah, one of the things, uh, so we haven't had a disagreement the entire time. Wow. We spend 20 hours really? together. We have extremely complementary skill sets in a way that's incredibly additive. And so I couldn't have done, without a doubt, this tour without him. From an organization standpoint, from a motivation standpoint, Cody's always in a great mood. He's always ready to go. He's always excited. He's extremely organized. And also from the a talk perspective, I mean, Cody is a living, breathing example of this philosophy, of this mindset, of the idea that you don't need millions of dollars to have more time and space and freedom in your life. And so that counterbalance of where we're each at in our own financial journey gives a much fuller, richer picture of what this life can look like. And so it's been beautiful in that sense. And then the really cool thing is I think Cody's uh, an old soul. I think he's much wiser beyond his years. And that's really cool too, because he's been teaching me some stuff as well. And I think we're most excited about what's ahead. So we can't drop too many specific details, but there's a financial freedom summit that's going to be happening 500 to a thousand person event next spring, dropping it here first. It's uh, probably going to be the first week of May in St. Louis. And so don't have all the final details yet, but Cody and I are joining forces together for that. That's a an event and a business we'll share. And so we're getting in that ring together just because that's been one of the number one requests in the entire book tour is 
when can we see you next? What can we do? How can we meet more people? Where can we go? And so we're going to meet that need and build something for the community that's really focused on living life on your own terms. That's going to be the point of the conference. And whether that's on $35,000 and $1,000 a month or saving millions of dollars, financial freedom means something different to everyone. And so we're super pumped about that. Details will be dropping very, very soon. Wanted to give you the little exclusive here. <laughs> the exclusive announcement here on the What's Up Next podcast. So I would also like an exclusive announcement on there's got to be some dirt on Cody. You know, he seems like the golden boy. After living with him in a small space for two months, you got to have something. The dirt on Cody. Oh, geez. Um, gosh, there's not much dirt on Cody. Cody's like very disciplined. He doesn't have to eat. He doesn't have to sleep. He eats at least half of the amount of food that I eat. I guess I've eaten less. I have lost 17 pounds on the tour uh, just because Cody never eats, so I never eat. <laughs> but no, generally, Cody's kind of what you see is what you get, which is cool. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, he's, he's much more. Uh, I thought he was kind of a little bit of a pretty boy when I first met him or started chatting with him. I was like, dude, there's no way this guy's going to rough it. But one day we hadn't showered for three days and he was fine. He, he didn't say a word. And I was like, all right, this guy, he passes the test. But yeah, I mean, any day, like, I'm like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? Like 98% of the time, it's like, we need to find a planet fitness. And we need to go to the gym. So <laughs> I have worked out more than I have in my entire life. And he probably wants to be at the gym right now, literally. That's probably, so, but no, there's no, no dirt, man. He's a, he's a cool dude and a lot more down to earth, less of a diva than maybe I would have expected. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was about to say, Cody, what have you learned about Grant in all this time together? I think one of the big things I've really noticed and something that Grant is incredibly talented at is seeing the big picture and knowing how to scale. So going back to seeing Cody from the box where now I'm standing outside. He's really good at kind of showing me and whether it's planning like a business or planning life things, like the direction you should be going in and how to get there. And I think that's one of the talents that I've really seen come to life. Yes, I'm organized. And yes, I like used to document, not document, but optimize every second of my day. But now I feel like I have just a more holistic picture. And Grant's really been instrumental in letting me see that and seeing the tactics, seeing, seeing what I should be focusing on, seeing what I shouldn't be wasting my time on. Yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest thing I've learned so far. And nothing salacious to share about Grant? No. <laughs> like we said, we haven't really had any disagreements, any arguments at all, which has been pretty phenomenal, actually. We like the same things. We are both pretty easygoing guys, not too high maintenance or difficult to impress or entertain. So I can't think of anything. We'd like to ask you guys, what is up next? So you gave us a really big announcement of what's coming. But between now and next May in St. Louis, what is up next for you as the tour winds down and you guys go back to your normal lives and where you live? Yeah, so there's not going back to that much of a normal life. So tour ends June 7th, then I have about a month and a half off, and then this is going international. So I'm going mm -hmm. to Japan, South Korea, Vietnam, Indonesia, Singapore, if I'm still standing and alive, then maybe mm -hmm. Australia and New Zealand. You know, I'm going to go support all the international editions as many as I can of the book uh, and take this opportunity to spread this message really globally. But I still, I'm married and I have a wife and I still have a home. And so I'm navigating those dates and times with my wife. Cody's probably going to join for some of that Southeastern Asia tour and then I'll drop him off and hopefully he disappears uh, <laughs> for like two or three months and lives life. 
uh, and then we'll reconvene around early next year to, to finish planning planning the event. And then next year, yeah, we're going to do the big summit, and I'm going to work on book two. So, Cody, what about you? Are you going to be involved in some of the international, or are you going to disappear into somewhere in Southeast Asia afterwards? <laughs> That's honestly not a bad idea. I'm definitely going to be joining Grant for some of it. I mean, mostly for the travel, probably only going to be like one or two events and then a month of fun travel, but I'm definitely just going to load up. I mean, just this next year and my early twenties with as much travel as I can, because it's honestly still surreal to me that I, I literally couldn't go live like that digital nomad life. So I'm going to take full advantage while I'm still alive and still healthy and you know, all these types of things. So I guess the next year for me, still going to be working on all my side hustles, obviously. The summit's going to be a lot of fun. That's about a year out from now. But yeah, just living it up, traveling, meeting people, connecting with people, and just doing what I can. Where can we find more about you if some of the listeners aren't already familiar with both of you individually and the Financial Freedom Tour? Yeah, check out financialfreedombook.com slash tour. You can see the remaining dates that we have. We've got probably 25 plus events still coming up. There's also the tour diary. You can read more about the tour. Cody's documenting all of it. You can check out the Financial Freedom Podcast, which is my podcast where we've been dropping some on the road episodes, giving some reflections on what it's been like. And then, yeah, you can find me at Millennial Money on Twitter, millennialmoney.com. That's my blog. And then at Financial Freedom on Instagram. That's the book and the tour and the podcasts and the Summit's Instagram account. So if you're interested in any of those things, follow at Financial Freedom on Instagram to learn more about what we have coming up. Yeah, so you can find me wherever you're listening to this podcast. I host a weekly show called The Fi Show, and then also blog over at Fly to Fi. And then as Grant said, for our joint project, definitely go check over at financialfreedombook.com where we'll be giving updates when the Summit is announced and is launched. That's where you can find all that information. So yeah, super excited. Please feel free, hit us up. If we see you on the road, that's even better. All right. Well, this has been the What's Up Next podcast. On behalf of myself, Doc G, and my co-host, Paul Thompson, we wanted to thank Grant and Cody. The Financial Freedom Tour is rolling through a city near you. Make sure you check them out. Doc G and I are going live this Friday at 12 p.m. noon central to discuss this episode. To get on the live stream, join our Facebook group, the What's Up Next podcast. And look for notifications on when we go live. You have to be a member of the Facebook group to be a part of the live stream. We'll discuss this episode, give you some insight on what episodes we're currently working on, and a little sneak peek on the upcoming episode for next week. We look forward to reading your comments, engaging with you further, and seeing you live this Friday at noon on the What's Up Next podcast Facebook group. That's a wrap. In its own mind, it's much younger than <laughs> the 39 years young that it is, and it's having fun, and it's meant to be driven, and minus a couple of flat tires and tire blowouts and minor tree dings yeah, tree, yeah. <laughs> i did i ran into a tree uh, nice but nice. it is unscarred yeah we're gonna do the big summit and i'm gonna work on book two and maybe throw a kid in there want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money well i've got the podcast for you I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. 
and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The corporate world is like the ocean. It's alluring, but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces. It becomes kind of like a Game of Thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job. My family doesn't come from corporate backgrounds, so I didn't have any sort of guidance in that. This is not your typical work podcast. Sometimes you need to be empathetic. And then there are times that you ask for input, but you don't really give a shit. <laughs> Listen to the Ambie Award-nominated podcast, Surfing Corporate. Stretch opportunity. What is this, yoga class? Get out of here. <laughs> 